The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Tonight, we sit with Monique. Looking forward to hearing about your incredible story and more about how you have inspired incredible change amongst a huge group of women. Thank you. Yeah, I have imposter syndrome, as you know, so (laughs) I'll probably disagree with that, but that's fine. Well, thankfully, we can talk about that too today, which I appreciate because I know that's something that a lot of women I know work with, struggle with, can resonate with is this idea of imposter syndrome and what that kind of actually feels and looks like. So start us at the beginning. Where did you start with this journey of something has to change and live in your life to your fullest? 2016, I think, is when we had the big fires in Fort McMurray. When I was up there, I was working for probably 15 years as health and safety, uh, whether I was, you know, in a a training coordinator position or health and safety admin position. And then obviously you go up the ranks, right? And then I ended up as Mm -hmm. a health and safety advisor. I was there. I loved my job. I was married to a man that I thought was awesome at the time. And then the fires happened where... 80,000 people evacuated. And just like a side note, because safety is still very much in my DNA, Mm -hmm. 80,000 people evacuated and only one person passed away in that evacuation. That is a shout out to safety training. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's incredible. That truly is a testament to everyone's efforts and the idea of coming together in a community. Absolutely. So what happened was we evacuated to Calgary. My house had actually caught fire. Um, I had to spend time with this man that I was married to instead of just passing him in the doorway, working opposite shifts. And I realized that I didn't like him as a person at all. That was probably the first aha moment. The second was when I came back after the fires and had to finish um, a shutdown that we had started while the fires happened at one of the oil and gas plants. And it just got, I don't know, I just realized that as I had climbed the ranks in safety, it started to get super political and it was very much not about protecting people anymore, but protecting the companies. And to an extent that makes sense, but it just didn't align with my vision of what I wanted to do for myself. So mm-hmm. I put in my notice, I sold all my stuff, I packed my shit, drained my bank accounts, and I moved to Mexico for five months. And then there I just worked on my online personal training business, put my ass off in a Mexican condo for most of the time. Everyone was like, oh, you moved to Mexico? Like how fun. But the reality of it was like I was always on my laptop. I was always working. I was always talking to people. You know, I had people mentor me through it. I was like, if I can just get 50 clients at 100 bucks a month, like I'll make $5,000. And you know, like that's a good amount of money to survive off of. 
Um, yeah, it's crazy. And there have been points now in the journey where I've had, you know, 500 at one time. It's funny because you don't really realize until you, you talk about it, right? You're like, wow, like, I was there stressing out about all this. And then here I am stressing out about other things. <laughs> But I think it's important, you know, for those that are listening, that there's women, you know, in your position that I appreciate the fact that you say, yeah, it sounds like it's like some great vacation, but I was actually working my ass off. Yeah. You know, and I was really focusing on survival is what it sounds like more so than thriving, you know, in that environment. 100%. Yeah. It was a great place to do it because of, I would say the ocean and there were Mm -hmm. no distractions. My family wasn't around. I didn't know anybody there. I think I knew like maybe one guy who had also moved down there. He was also a personal trainer. Parents had Mm -hmm. a condo there. So he went to live with them. It was just like, I didn't know anybody. I was forced to meet new people. I was forced Mm -hmm. to be by myself. And I just really focused on bettering myself so that when I came back to Canada, I actually had a game plan. And so how did that feel, that integration back? I actually can remember thinking it's time to go because I missed Starbucks on every corner. <laughs> that sounds so white girl. <laughs> I missed the luxuries that we have. You know, if we want to drink water from the tap, you can, except on the West side sometimes, but you don't realize what, how third world a country is until you're actually there for an extended period of time. And so when you came back, you were motivated, you were inspired and you said you had a game plan. What did that feel like for you? What happened was I moved into my father's basement when I came back, actually. First, I was trying to decide where I wanted to put roots down. So uh-huh. I went to Toronto for, I think it was like a month. I lived in Mississauga. I It just wasn't a vibe for me. I thought maybe I would try Vancouver, but it is so expensive that I was like, that's just out of reach. Like, I can't afford that. So I went back to Red Deer, lived in my father's basement for probably two months, And then he actually helped me co-sign for an apartment downtown Calgary. My parents are very supportive. Like just they have a lot of belief in all of their children. So if we want to do something, they support it. They tell us to go out and do it. But they always put that realistic little Jiminy Cricket in your head. And my mom said, if you're not making the same amount of money that you left in Fort McMurray within two years, you have to do something else. It was almost like she planted the seed of you better work your ass off, but also be realistic, right? If it's not working, yeah. don't let your ego take control and mm-hmm. keep forcing something. Fortunately, it worked really well. I love Calgary. It's a beautiful city, minus that it gets cold. Great energy there. And there's lots mm-hmm. of really amazing people and it can be quite diverse there. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're still working at this point in the personal training industry. Tell us about where you are in career-wise, because that's a pretty incredible growth pattern too, to go from health and safety advisor and working with the political kind of dynamics to, you said, becoming your entrepreneur, your boss, babing, your growing an online business. It was definitely a big switch. I think that the biggest struggle that most people that I've seen have with working for themselves is not having anybody to tell them, hey, you have to do this or you have to pay taxes or when you get to this point in your income, you should switch to an LLC instead of a sole proprietor. Like, why are you paying 18% tax when you could pay 10? You need an accountant. You need this. You need that. There's just so much about business that is not even showcased. Even if you look on social media, like no one is telling people like how (laughs) fucking insane it is. (laughs) They're just like, you work for yourself. You're fine. Oh, no. And you're so right. And I agree with you. And I I have a mentorship 
program that I do for other practitioners because I think the more we can share information, like the more you can help each other with some of this nitty gritty crap. It's like, man, I wish I had been told this. Man, I wish I had known this. You know what I mean? We, It's that kind of stuff that I think is so important to share. Yeah. And I think that's where I believe that you are such a strong light is that I know you feel that way. That's something that you and I have a lot of resonance with the idea of helping others through the idea of spreading knowledge because yeah. you are a fellow podcaster, which we'll get into, I'm sure at some point, but yeah. I, I want us to also continue with this. So you're in Calgary. I'm with you. You're growing, you're figuring life out. I was still training a lot of people online, just personal training, but my whole idea was to take a challenge, motivation. Some people love sunsets. They love something to, to work towards and expand on it. So I have been running these smaller challenges. They've been named many different things like the Summer Shred, Bikini Freak Challenge. It landed on Bikini Bliss Challenge. And then I was like, well, let's up the ante and make a trip out of this because I love traveling and I love fitness. And who doesn't? So... <laughs> Yeah. So I figured, you know, like, let's make this a really good grand prize that motivates people to not only work hard, but also sign up and also stay the course and build a little community of like-minded women. And then we can all go after the 12 weeks is over and go and celebrate together somewhere awesome. The first one that had a trip involved and a photographer, we went back to Hawaii, which makes sense because that's where I'm from. And my mom actually paid for the Airbnb that the winners would stay at. I, once again bled my bank account to run ads to get people to sign up to pay for the trip to pay for the flights to pay for the photographer it was actually it was a lot of money that I just didn't have <laughs> but <clears throat> we had 62 girls in that challenge wow um, that's a lie they're 36 sorry they're only 36 12 of them came on the trip to celebrate the winner and the trip was so amazing and the next one we did was for I believe it was Cabo we went to mm -hmm. and that's when we had 62 so it, it just continued to double in size every time and we would just keep going to places that were super like bucket list spots a lot of people don't get the opportunity to ever go to Hawaii like it's just yeah traveling especially traveling alone as a woman it's not something that a lot of people have the opportunity to do so so I love the fact that it was incentive based on the idea of personal growth and obviously health and wellness. You really brought in the idea of a photographer, which I think is something else that I love that you've always really embodied is the idea of embracing everybody exactly as they are. I love how girls don't think that they, they are anything special and people just, I'm sure men too, but women in particular are like, oh no, I could never, you're a fitness model, you've been in magazines, like I could never. And there's no rule book that says that you can't get beautiful photos done, like pay for them, have them, post them, do whatever you want with them. There's no rule that says only these types of women can do it or you have to be this person to get them done. I think seeing the transformation in the confidence levels from the start of Transformation Challenge to when they receive their photos and are like, holy crap, like that's me, is really probably the greatest part of this whole gig. You know, the idea of transformation, I think, is powerful on so many levels. And you really, I think, work with people not only on the physical we also talk a lot about you and I on the table, the emotional and spiritual body. What are things you've done to really help yourself grow on this journey on all levels, not just to your beautiful physique? You are incredibly on the physical realm, but to your beautiful, beautiful being on an emotional and spiritual realm. And that, I think, outshines anything you've done physically. I love that. Thank you so much. This is the best compliment I've ever got, I think. Thank you. Well, it's the absolute truth. And that's where I get, we talk about the idea of being a lighthouse. Back to the question, I guess, is the idea of, 
you know, a lot of women are hearing this. And I think that you are somebody who is so authentic day in, day out, no matter what you're into, no matter what you're up to, you are who you are. And that I think is something that is learned, right? We talk about you thriving and growing. And that's where I think others would love to hear more about, you know, what you do to help keep yourself emotionally and spiritually healthier. Top 10 things is go and hang out with you, obviously. Not a plug, but also a plug. You brought on the idea of like-minded people and you also brought up the idea of, you know, mentorship and that's something else, I you know, obviously surround yourself with really great people. That's something I think is important to recognize. It is. Yeah, it's very important. If I'm being completely honest, I feel like I have been on a spiritual journey since, since I can't even remember. And it's just recognizing the transformative chapters of your life where everything, usually everything sucks. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh my God, like, why do I have to deal with this? Not again. Like even before I moved to Kelowna, I was going through a, a very transformative phase of my life. And I just remember standing in my kitchen and I was like, when will it stop? Like it hurts so much. And you know that it's going to hurt, but you know that if you get to the other side of it, it's a beautiful thing, right? So for me, it's just recognizing that these are periods in your life that are going to really challenge you and you have to just figure it out, go inside, stop forcing it away, stop trying to run from it, stop ignoring it because it's just going to keep coming back and it's going to hurt worse. I mean, I would say that is the number one thing. Because usually when people start feeling some type of way about their lives, they hide, run, ignore, avoid, cling to what they have, you know, like, I don't want to change. This is like me right now <laughs> in my condo. I don't want to move to the West side. <laughs> I'm clinging so hard. And I know I'm like, maybe if I just let go, like something great will happen. Like, why am I clinging? But just that self-awareness, right? That's what it is. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful way to articulate it. It's true. It's the idea of being, you know, self-aware. And we talk about, and we have on this podcast before, you know, they do comfort is can be a crutch. And then if we're not mindful of, you know, what we're clinging to or what we're holding in comfort, you know, we are, maybe are perhaps stifling our growth or creating blocks in our growth. Let's accelerate this story forward a little bit, because this is a really amazing part of this story is that you, I think, have hit like a milestone and maybe a part of your career is that you landed a cover. And how did that all evolve for you? I would hope that it would, you know, empower women and resonate with them and, and not create, you know, oh my God, what is she doing? Like, what a hoe. <laughs> but I mean, to each their own, right? But for me, it was very much a, hey, I'm 40. Um, this is something I've always wanted to do. And honestly, I was on an airplane going to Arizona and I was like, you know what? I'd really like to do this. I know this photographer who shoots and submits to these types of magazines. I will reach out to him. And next thing you know, I was coming back from Arizona and I was on my way to California and it just happened so, so quickly. Oh my God. Like within a month, I would say I was shooting in California in April and in May it was released. For me, it was just really a testament to what we can do. Age isn't limiting. If you decide to do something and you want to do it, just go for it because you never know. It might actually work out. And that's, I think, so inspiring. I mean, it's incredible. It's the idea of also following your intuition. You know, the idea of like, I know a guy who knows a guy and maybe there's a way for this to work. You yeah. know, being brave enough. And we talk about this too a lot, having a brave heart, being brave enough to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to try. I'm going to open the energy up and see what happens. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that has always done that. And I think that what my mom taught me when I was little, that you never know unless you try. And then what's the worst that's going to happen? It's a no. Like, 
can you handle a no? And I'm like, I can totally handle a no. That's not a big deal. So yeah. like, why not, why not just always try? And I think that's exactly it. Like we don't know until we try. For you landing that cover, you know, I think is so inspiring on so many levels because I think it just shows you that the right intuition and the right energy, you can really accomplish anything. It's still very surreal. I don't have the hard copies yet. I'm sure that I'm going to get another hit of surrealness when they arrive. But people forget who's on the cover of, you know, fitness magazines. But I think landing a cover of a Playboy, you know, is a major monument in the sense that it can be a very empowering. And like you said, it can be quite instrumental in not only your career, but also in your path. No matter what your beliefs are, no matter where you sit, you know, with a lot of these different kind of topics, I think it's incredible to recognize that it's important to celebrate others and their accomplishments and like I said I have nothing but huge pride for you I'm so excited for you I'm so proud of you I'm like can you believe it's so amazing I'm so excited for you <laughs> and I'm like it's cool yeah thanks <laughs> I know I think it's important to recognize that I think it's the idea of I think of it more like the idea of growth and that growth mindset that's where I think I have such incredible admiration for you is that idea of being tenacious enough to work through and really work with your own energy and your own growth yeah, you know, like it definitely opened a doorway inside of me that I have actually closed for, I have had it su super closed for a long time because I was very concerned about what people would think. Will it affect my business? Are women going to be upset by it? And I'm very much a no judgment, sexual freedom. People do what they want to do. It's your body. Like if you want to show it off, like good for you. And I just, I came a part of, you know, society's clutch of, you know, cover up, don't show your boobs, keep it all together. What will people think? This actually has allowed me to be more myself, which is kind of amazing. You know, we cannot love someone and judge someone in the same breath. And that's why I think it's so important to choose to love your accomplishments and love your friends and celebrate each other and celebrate the empowerment of acceptance. Well, I think that's incredible to bring you all the way through all of this. And I mean, and what kind of things are inspiring you for your future? What kind of irons in the fire do you have? Because that's a huge diversification over the past seven years. That's really incredible. Yeah. It's just so funny because we never, we never even think about it unless we look back and we're always taught not to look back, right? Don't look behind. Always look forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always be working towards the next goalpost. But the goalposts are constantly moving. For myself, I'd like to actually focus on being more present, living in the moment, because I tend to be very, you know, let's go, let's get the next thing. <laughs> and I think that's important to recognize. And I think that's important to recognize even on a public forum, because there is the impression that anybody who is in that entrepreneur concept is constantly pushing, pushing, pushing in their hyper masculine heart center or the idea of being, you know, driven yeah. to a fault. And so I love and appreciate the fact that you're like, I'm just going to live right now, be present and be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying, definitely trying. It's, it's very challenging. Of course it is, because you are in the situation where you, you do have that entrepreneur spirit. I know you do. And so there is that growth mindset that we talked about. That, and I also feel like when you have to rely on yourself for, you know, your well-being, your life, your income, mm -hmm. you have that fear in the back of your head always too, you know, like it could blow up any day and how do I rebuild it? What do I have to do? Keeping your foot on the gas is, I don't know if we're taught to do it, but like it just by nature is like we need to get this done now because who knows when it's going to run out. And I would agree with you on that. And that's a little bit of that scarcity. I think mm -hmm. mindset of that, that can come into play. And I also think it's, I talk to other entrepreneurs about it and I call it the idea of like, we eat what we kill. When we eat what we kill, it means that when you are reliant on yourself 
to feed yourself and whoever else is in your your mix yeah. I think that's a big part of it is the idea of like well what happens if, if there's no more <laughs> right you have, to, yeah. you have to be confident in your skills are transferable enough that you can always hunt you know we can and I don't like that idea of a hunter but I do like the idea of you know being able to take care of ourselves I think that's important yeah, it's a really good feeling to have too. If, if you are confident enough in your own being to, you know, this could all blow up tomorrow and I could go out and do it again or do something different and still take care of myself. Yeah. And that's the idea again of being self-accepting. And I think that's hugely significant throughout this whole podcast together is that I love the fact that no matter what's gone on in your life or what other challenges you've had, you've been able to really get yourself grounded in yourself to be able to accept yourself enough to move forward. And that's powerful. Yeah. So leaving it on that note, do you have any words to live and die by your mantra where we're at with things, you know, things you tell your clients that really help you get through these challenges? I do have a mantra that I have been using since I was a child and I don't know where it came from. I think my grandfather taught it to me, but mm -hmm. um, I can and I will. And then I also, I have a similar mantra to that that I actually got tattooed on me that says, if there is no way I will make one. That, again, that just comes back to that confidence in yourself, that belief in yourself, right? And I think that because I have a family that is so, you can do whatever you want. Like, if you want to be the president, you can be the president. Like, I'll help you get there. I think that that has really, really, like, skyrocketed me to be able to just take all the risks and do all the things. And that goes back to that strong foundation you have. And that's one thing I've always seen with you. Is, and that's, I think, where the idea of knowing yourself and loving yourself is huge. That's the game changer. It feels like a game changer for sure, for sure. Well, I said you can build anything on a strong foundation. It would honestly, maybe something going forward for me would be to help other women who are trying to start their own businesses or just mindset wise, just to get that confidence and feel that self-belief. I super appreciate you sitting with us and I very much love and appreciate you sharing. I think you've left all of us very inspired and certainly a lot more mindful of the idea of how we love and treat ourselves. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be on your podcast because I obviously think the world of you. So, well, thank you, my friend. And I also want others to check out your incredible podcast because you too have. <laughs> I do. One episode though. <laughs> Not and like that doesn't know. matter. Every podcast <laughs> has to start someplace, but it's Fair. important to recognize that, yeah, the idea of us sharing and listening and reaching out to others, I think is really what we're here for. You know, being of service is what this is all about. I want to thank you again for coming to sit with us. And I send you love and light. <laughs>